The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Henry. Found a little room, found a lot of room, and here he goes. 20, 10, touchdown, Tennessee. Second and goal from the four. Tannehill, lots of time. Now throws, easy touchdown. Here comes Derrick Henry. Oh, jeez. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It doesn't get easier than that. We flicker. Watson, going to go deep, has his man. It is caught for the touchdown. Tannehill. He's just going to run it in. And will make it into the end zone for the touchdown. To the end zone. Touchdown. Brandon Cooks. David Johnson. Reaching. Touchdown. On second and three. Watson. Throwing. Into the end zone. Farrell Brown. He's going to keep it. To the end zone. Tannehill with the touchdown. On its way. Straight enough. And good. For the chance to host. Next week. Hit the upright and bounce through. Oh, you can't make it up. You can't make it up. Unbelievable. He hits the right upright. Unbelievable. Man, we just need a whole culture shift. We just need new energy. We just we need discipline. We need um, structure. Uh, we need a follower or a leader so we can follow that leader as, as players. Um, and that's what we need. And, you know, we got to have, you know, the love of just not just the game of football because that's what we do, but the love for people and the people in this organization. We all got to be on the same page. There's too many different minds um, and too many different ideas and too many people thinking that they have this power and, and it's not like that. You know, we need someone that stand tall and this is who we follow and this is the way it goes. Like I said yesterday after the game and, and, and we're going to do it this way to win. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yeah, do you think we have any sports to talk about? We have the end of the Texans, and the playoffs are set, and the college football playoffs, and UT has a new coach. Let's just jump on this. It's a Monday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And the Blitz is on for a Monday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. If you want to get in today, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real. At Aaron is blitzed at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Well, you can watch AJ and Aaron on Twitch as I broadcast from Rona Central as uh, we go through another week where I'll have to be at home. But uh, hope it, hopefully everybody had a great long break and lots to get caught up on. What's happening, Mr. Hoffman? Sports and stuff and not air conditioning. Uh, that's what's going on, so... Uh, I am sweating in the studio here, but I want it to be known that I am COVID-free. 
Uh, I was just tested within like the last hour. So I, I am safe to be here. I am uh, clean, but it is hot, hot, hot. I don't know what's going on. And I, I feel for Josh because, you know, Josh sweats in here when the AC is cranking. And it is not cranking today. So I don't, he, I don't know what's going to happen to him. He may stroke out. Well, he, he could get to his car and crank that up and he'll survive. Maybe. So there's Maybe that. so. It's uh, it's seventy two degrees here at uh, Rono Central, so I'm I'm totally uh, totally comfortable. And you know what? What's the one cool thing? It stays seventy two degrees. It's not where I walk into studio and it's thirty, and then we have to turn it up to eighty. <laughs> well, isn't so that it's, nice? It's, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, but isn't that how uh, that's supposed to work? I think that's how it's theory? supposed to work, but I don't know. What, what do I know? Well, un- unlike you, I am not Rona free. My uh, test came back at eleven fifty eight on the thirty first. It was a nice little bleep you from uh, last little bleep you from twenty twenty, and uh, but I mean I I feel fantastic. I'm going to go get tested again tomorrow, and and hopefully uh, uh, hopefully if if Josh and I got it around the same time, then now that he's he's done, then hopefully I'll be done. But uh, you know, it just uh, uh, I was completely shocked that it came back positive because. I don't feel a damn thing. I mean, well, I have a, a very a very light cough is all. The place I went to today, and it's the same place Josh went to today, um, is I mean, it, it, you've got to fill out uh, about five pages worth of paperwork, and then they stick the the swabs in your nose, and then you just sit in the parking lot for twenty minutes, and then they hand you a piece of paper, and it says either positive or negative. Huh. And I don't know if they're like the guy was like, uh, just so you know, you're negative, and gave me my paper and walked away. I, now, if it were positive, I don't know if it would have been more somber and been like, "Sorry, bud, you've got it." Like, but he was very like, "Ah, uh, hey, uh, you're negative, so have a good day." If you're positive. They might have used a drone to bring you the paperwork. Right, right. Or they like one of those uh, those those Rappers. things old people use to pick stuff up off their yard and hand it to you. Like, I gotta go out and get the newspaper, and it's got that little clamp thing. Maybe that's what it would have been, but I don't know. But it was very quick and easy, and it takes our insurance, Fred. So it's uh, that that that's always a good I, I, thing as well. Well, do me a favor and uh, you know, off air, send me the name of that place because I've I've got an appointment tomorrow for Minute Maid, but that took what five days. Oh and yeah, you don't need to wait five days. Yeah, I, I don't think so. And it, what's what's it going to hurt to go and have have an instant one? And if it comes back negative, I'll still take the other test and yeah, uh, just to be safe. But. Uh, but no, I mean the the wife came down with it too, and I said neither one of us have been. Uh, uh, we've pretty much been asymptomatic, and I, I have to say, the I'm I'm kind of glad I went and got tested. I'm not that I'm glad that I got exposed, but I'd have been walking around with this for a week without knowing, and you know that's I'm I'm very fortunate that I got one of the mild ones, but it's it's also. The last thing you want to do is be spreading this around to people. I don't want to be giving it to you or anybody else because all it takes is for one of us to give it to somebody who it makes really sick. And I've, I've got a couple of friends who, who are very sick from it who are younger and better shaped than I am. So, um, you know, I, I just I kind of feel fortunate that I got one of the mild ones, although this house arrest is getting old. Uh, the only time I've left the house was, is to walk the dogs, except for Saturday we drove over to the RV to do some work on it, but that was isolated. And even then, I was like, "Dude, what happens if we get in a car wreck or get pulled over, and we both got the Rona?" So, yeah, it's it's. Uh, so you haven't been out to been steak locked. night or the bowling alley or anything like no, that. No, huh? no, and I probably won't be doing that for a while, just because 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the idea of once I'm past it, hopefully you don't get it again. But as I've said many times, I thought I had it back in January. It was a lot worse than this. So maybe, you know, at least maybe, you know, if you do get it a second time, it's not as bad. So uh, you're telling me you're not one of those people who's like, well, I've already had it, so I guess I can just go out to the club and start grinding on people. Uh, no, that's not me. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to continue to do what I was doing before and maybe do less of it. Just, uh, you know, but, you know, again, it's because I, I don't want to be the guy who's, oh, that was nothing. Let's, uh, you know, let's go out and, and spread the Rona. Woo. Right. I'm not going to be that guy. So, and who knows? Well, I'm you glad know, your after, case was mild. You, yeah, yeah, I have to. I mean, it was, it, I don't even know if I'd call it mild, man. I mean, I get a cough about this time every year. It's, that's all I thought it was. I mean, once it cools off a certain amount, I always it just always happens. So it, it wasn't even as bad as it usually gets. So, you know, it's uh, all good, man. Just happy to be able to do the show. Well, happy to have you, Freddie. Happy to have you. You know who else is, is happy? The Texans, because this godforsaken season is finally over for them. Oh, yeah. Was it, was it, wasn't that the perfect way for it to end? Was I, you get, you're I, getting I, your ass kicked. I can't believe they even tried to kick the field goal to tie the game. Like, do you really want to go to overtime right now? Like, how about playing like you're a team that's got nothing to lose since you're a team that's got nothing to lose? It, I, it yeah, was like, just such a, a silly decision to even do it. And then to lose after doing that is about the most Texans. Like, not only that, ice the kicker and then do like, oh. It's just such a joke. I, I, I really do. Like, I, I like some of the players that are left behind on this nonsense team. Like, very few of them, but some of them. But this whole organization, it, like overall, it's it's a, a bunch of morons. It is really a a difficult squad to root for because they are, they are completely inept. Nobody there seems to know what they're doing. Yeah, there's, and one of the things I, I had in my recap yesterday was there doesn't seem to be any leadership at all in this organization beyond the guys on the field. And when we're hearing some of the names they're talking about, I think that just kind of confirms yep. it. But we'll get into that. There's plenty of stuff to, to talk about. Man, what a, a lot has happened over the last few days, and uh, we will get to all of it. But uh, you know what else has happened the last few days? My hair is still growing. And that's thanks to my man, Dr. Linville. And, uh, guys, it's it's been such a life changer and if if you uh if you're in a position where you're going bald and you know especially if you're a younger guy and you like, man i don't i don't want to lose my hair just yet well dr linville could take care of you and this isn't hair plugs this isn't weird stuff this is basically him taking the hair off the back of your head and transplanting it to where you're thinning so it's your own hair it's going to look like your own hair and if you're still working from home and you haven't gone back to the office yet perfect time to get it done give yourself a, a late christmas gift and uh, all you got to do is go to 97hair.com. You'll set up a free consultation. And take some time to, to talk to him about it because once uh, once you do, if I don't sell you on it, he certainly will. Because uh, take a look at his hair. His hair looks great. He's had it done. And he just wants to help guys who are in the same position as I was in where, like, dude, I've either got to shave it or I've got to do something. Well, I'm glad I did something. Go to 975hair.com. Get your hair back today. Cause it's about to get This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. 
You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Happy Monday. Hope everybody had a fun uh, New Year, fun weekend, ready for 2021 to get going. And, you know, you were talking about then why are you kicking the field goal? Uh, contrast that with the Raiders who basically said, screw it, we're going for two. Uh, that's what, that's what you right should here. be doing. Exactly, exactly. And that's, I mean, so. it's the strategy, like when I'm betting uh, bowl games, for instance, especially this year, like who, nobody really cares if they win or lose a bowl game. What you don't want to do is go to overtime. No one's trying to right. go to overtime in these bowl games. I mean, unless you're talking about the playoffs or the national championship game. So, if there's a one or two point spread, just money line it. Don't, don't you know? Because listen, these teams aren't here to. Uh, they're not here to play extra football. They're 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 just trying to win the game or lose the game, whatever. They're trying to get out of there. They already half their team is like, ah, we're not playing this. Uh, so the, the whatever's left is just like, well, let's just go do our best and get the hell out of here. Take our free PlayStation or whatever the hell you get. It, that's how it should be for teams like the Texans and the Raiders. You got nothing else going on, and, and I get. I mean, it was fourth and ten, but, but what's what's the if you if you don't get it, okay, you lost the game. Is that is that worse or I, I don't know what's better? Is that that or going to overtime and just giving putting more mileage on guys that don't need mileage on? I don't understand the the thought process of like who says. Yeah, we, we should kick this field goal here, and, and let's just take it to OT. Just a ridiculous mindset, in my opinion, for, for a team that, I mean, they play, they didn't even start to play with pride until about halftime, and then they were like, you know what? Maybe we can play a little bit. And then they went out and played a little bit and made it a game, but if you don't win, you don't win. It, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change your draft stock. It doesn't change your playoff seed. It, it's nothing. So treat it like it's nothing. Well, thankfully your secondary did on the uh, <laughs> next play. They just said, "You know what? I, I ain't playing no overtime. I'm not getting paid any more money for this. No, let's just let let's just let their best receiver get downfield, and and hopefully this kid will kick a field goal and we'll be the hell out of here." So, well, now we get to turn our attention to the important stuff, like who's going to be the next GM and the next head coach, and uh, there's a couple of pretty good. GM names that that they're going to talk to, and then there's one that just makes me cringe. Okay, Nick Nick Casario again. It, I I don't know about you. I just want them to break away from the New England South stuff. Like just get away. Like make a clean break from it, and and just go. Like if you're going to try to copy a team, copy a different team. Okay, please because. Look what do you, do you feel like New England had a successful year this season? I sure don't. Do you think New England's roster is in great shape? I sure don't. So, yeah, I'm not looking at him and going, "Yeah, man, he's really got it going on right now." I, I look at the entire New England dynasty as basically the work of two men, and those two men were extremely uh, like compatible. And things just clicked for them. I don't believe that anything else special was involved. I mean, not to say that there weren't some good players there along the way. There, there were, 
But even though, like, some of the guys that were on defense there, Ty Laws and Vince Wilforks and those guys, if Tom Brady and Bill Belichick weren't there, those guys aren't Super Bowl champions. Let, let's just face that. That's what it is. Right. So uh, when those two guys, you know, went their separate ways, I think that you're going to see going forward that that, that was – while I, I'm not saying that it somehow any anyhow lessens what they accomplished together, but those were the two guys carrying the water for that organization. It's not some brilliant organization. They just had two brilliant guys. And every that's why every every branch that's come off that coaching tree has been uh, the good ones are meh and the bad ones are oof. Uh, they, it's just it's it's not worth copying because you can't you can't recreate Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. They don't exist anywhere else. Well, that's it's like trying to recreate Nick Saban. Uh, you know, there's, there's right. certain guys you can't do it, and and, and we'll get to that later. But I, I do think that, uh, yeah, and of course, Easterby and Casario have the same agent and their buddies. And boy, that is that is something that this organization has to get away from. A couple of names though that I do like, uh, and I don't know if these guys are any good, but I like the I at least like that they're reaching to these organizations. <laughs> uh, Ravens director of football research Scott Cohen and. Seahawks vice president of player personnel Trent Kirchner. Yeah, I'd love to have me some Ravens or Seahawks around here. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I mean, that, those are teams that have done a good job building their rosters. To, I mean, the Seahawks ba- basically have had to do it twice now, uh, completely restructure their roster, and yet somehow they're always competitive. Uh, the Ravens always competitive. Those those teams don't miss the playoffs. I mean, how many times have the Seahawks and the Ravens missed the playoffs, like combined, in the last ten years? Maybe once or twice. Uh, like these, are, those... yeah, there, there was like a two-year stretch for the Ravens where remember Harbaugh's job was in jeopardy yeah. for some odd reason. That, that's and, the uh, they... those are the that, that's the standard. I mean, are, are they winning Super Bowls every year? No. Are they winning them occasionally? Yeah. Uh, and, and you know it, that's what normal quality organizations do. Uh, when you try to copy what the Patriots are doing. It doesn't work. So, yeah, I'd look to some of these other organizations and go, man, this is a, they've built a, a, a really competitive, long-term, quality franchise here. And that's what this, this organization needs to try to do. And the coaching search, which I think is the more, it's certainly the more uh, high-profile uh, high job, but uh, they apparently did interview Matt Everplus, the Colts defensive coordinator. I, I don't mind that at all. Uh, I think that's a an interesting name. That's an up and coming guy. I guess Eric Bieniemy interviewed in in uh, Atlanta today, and I, I, I think, think Eric Bieniemy's interviewing about everywhere, which is a yeah. terrible sign for the Texans. Well, I I think you know he's obviously the hot name. The question is, you know, where does he want to be, and who does he want to work with? And the good news is, if you're him and you have your choice, boy. San Diego or Jacksonville sure looks a lot better. And I would say even San Diego. L.A. Even better. I mean, L.A., yeah, sorry. They're, they're, listen. Mama Come on, old school. Mama called him San Diego. I'm going <laughs> to call him San Diego. But uh, I, I think the fact that uh, now there's there's a lot of challenges to, to being there. But, boy, if you walk into that roster with a quarterback who's ready-made and, you know, yeah, would it be great to coach Trevor Lawrence and have all that cap room in Jacksonville? Yeah, I like that, too. But I, I think that the Chargers are a team that you could have in the playoffs next year 
Although you'll, you'll have to go up against the Chiefs twice a year for yeah. a long time, but uh, you know, I think the uh, the, I, the reality is this is probably the third best job at best, unless you are a Deshaun Watson worshiper, and a lot of people are. My goodness, reading some of the stuff I read this weekend, oh, he's you know he's elite, he's this, he's that. Okay, yeah, he's elite enough to win four games, um, but. You know, again, if you're a coach, though, you think you give me that quarterback, I'm winning a lot more than four games. Yeah, and you know, it, I, I think uh, that there's there's tiers to the good jobs versus the the bad jobs, and I think the Texans fall in the middle tier. I, I think the Chargers and the Jags are the that's the two best openings because one of them has a young franchise quarterback uh, with room to grow still. And they've got draft picks. They've got good players on defense. They do have some decisions to make on on some of those guys. Like they've they've got a decision to make on uh, on Hunter Henry, and they've got a decision to make on uh, uh, Melvin Ingram. So they've got some dis- tough decisions to make. But it's nice to have those decisions to make. Um, and they, they've got they've got cap room. The the Jags obviously. I mean, they've got two first round draft picks, including the number one overall. You basically get to to draft a quarterback that most people think is a a you know once in a generation type player. Um, you've got all the cap room in the world, uh, you, and you've got you've got a ton of draft capital outside of those top two picks as well. So you can really kind of build this thing from the ground up. Uh, but you've got that that main piece in place of a quarterback that that's going to be on the cheap for the next five years. I think those are the top two jobs. I think the Texans and Falcons are in the middle tier. I, I think that you know you've got established veteran quarterbacks uh, that are paid like established veteran quarterbacks. Now you've got uh, uh, basically you, you you need to build a lot on defense on both of those teams. Uh, I, I think that there's that the Falcons have a better roster overall. They've got some better pe- like you know Calvin Ridley's still a really nice piece. The, the things that the Texans don't have. Um, but I think those jobs are pretty close, depending on how much time you think Matt Ryan has left. Uh, but they also, and even if you like the, even if you don't like Matt Ryan, like, or or you like the Texans better because they've got Watson, you still got like a, a top five draft pick this year. And not that they would use a, on a quarterback, but that's just another piece to add to things uh, and and make that team even better. So I think those two are the kind of the middle tier, and then the Jets and the Lions are th- those are just bad jobs. And the Jets could have been everything the Jaguars are. But they win and won two games, and I think the drop off from Trevor Lawrence to any other quarterback in the draft is enough that it, it takes it from being what I think is a a, a dream situation to a. Eh, I, I, I don't guesswork. know. Now it's guesswork. Yeah, you know, you, you, you're not guaranteed anything. You yeah, you don't know if Justin it. Fields can play, like because we. I mean, if he plays like he played against Clemson, yeah, sure, I'd love that guy. I've seen him play not like that guy plenty of times. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I think that in the Lions situation is just bleak. I mean, they've got the seventh pick. I don't think they're going to – and the problem with the Lions is – and really kind of the Jets too. Quarterback isn't their biggest issue. Like, they've just got a bad roster overall. So, when when your quarterback's not – it's not a a negative. It's not one of the weakest spots on your team. They're not – I don't think that either one of those quarterbacks is what you would consider now at this point a franchise quarterback – so you're in kind of a weird zone. I, I just don't like those situations. I, I think those are the two worst. Yeah, and if you're the Jets, I I, I think 
bring in a new coach, keep Sam Darnold, trade that second pick to get some more guys. I think so, too. If you can All find right. someone who, who finds value in that pick. Oh, yeah, definitely. There'll be, there'll be somebody who's like, hey, I, I love Justin Fields. I'll give you a whole bunch for it. So, All right, uh, guys, i got to tell you about new brakes. And if you're stuck at home like me, well, you can't take your car to the brake shop. And even if you could, why would you want to go sit there right now when new brakes will come to you? And they'll come to your house. If you're at the office, they'll come to your office. And they've got certified, experienced brake technicians. Man, I've had so many people tell me, guys, I used new brakes. It was fantastic. Uh, Jilly used new brakes. They were fantastic. And they give you a transparent, surprise-free repair quote. All you have to do is go to newbrakes.com. That's N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. And they're going to get right back to you within a couple of minutes. Make sure you mention ESPN. You'll get 10% off your service. But you're going to get an instant online quote. And uh, they're going to set it up. They're going to come to you. They're going to take care of everything. You don't have to leave your house. You can do it in your underwear if you want. It's that simple. Newbrakes.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Make sure you mention ESPN. You're going to get 10% off your service. That's newbrakes.com. Get your brakes fixed today. When it comes to sports betting, sportsmapbets.com is the site you need. From weekly betting guides to single game breakdowns of the point spread, money line, over, under, and more, sportsmapbets has all the info you need to make the best play. sportsmapbets.com This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. The most attractive coaching vacancy is the one in Houston because the quarterback is Deshaun Watson. And there aren't four people walking the face of planet Earth I'd rather have as my quarterback than him, and that includes Trevor Lawrence. If you gave me the option right now to have Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson as my quarterback for the next 10 years, I would take Watson. And we're back on the Blitz, and that's Mike Greenberg, who I respectfully disagree on this being the best job uh, for the reasons that we just stated. I'll listen to the argument about I'd rather have Deshaun Watson than Trevor Lawrence because as good as I think Lawrence is going to be, he hadn't done it yet. Right. That's uh, a fair argument. Yeah, I'll but also take into account what the two cost against your cap for the next five years when you're thinking about those things. Yeah, and that's and I I don't believe Lawrence is going to be a bust. Now, if he doesn't become Deshaun Watson, you still got enough assets to put around him to be where well, you're going to be pretty good. Yeah, and you know, so I I I, I would like that job better. Uh, and I again, I think same thing with with L. A. Is that you have. Uh, You've got your quarterback. He's on the cheap for the next four years, and that guy is only going to get better. And again, you've already got talent there. So, uh, but but I could see why. And this goes back to what we were talking about why somebody might choose this job. Like if Eric Bieniemy loves Deshaun Watson and says, "Hey, you know, what are the odds I'm going to get a, a a quarterback like this?" Then you'll want that job. <laughs> and you know, I, I think you know, I'll do respect to Greeny though. Uh, I don't see it. I just think that uh, there's better opportunities out there. Uh, and I, But I get that when you look at the six jobs that are available now and you look at those quarterback situations, yeah, the easy thing is to say, well, th- 
there's only one team who's got a, a, a legit right now, you know, a quarterback in his prime that is playing at a, a super high level. Because I don't, I don't think Matt Ryan's in his prime anymore. I think Matt Ryan, although Matt Ryan's numbers are still really good, I, I think that we're starting to see decline in him. But I'll say this: if if Matt Ryan had the numbers he had right now, and the Falcons were eleven and five, we wouldn't be talking about Matt Ryan's not good anymore. Uh, but for some reason, Deshaun, it's like it, it, people are willing to overlook the fact that this team is four and twelve, and say, "Yeah, but it's not Deshaun's fault." Like somehow it's Matt Ryan's fault that the Falcons stink. Uh, I, I think that it, it's so it's easy to say, well, they've they've got the best quarterback. Quarterback's the most important thing, so that's the best job. But I don't I don't think it's as simple as that. And, and at some point you have to say, you're right. I don't know what Trevor Lawrence is. I don't know what Justin Herbert's going to be long term. But if those guys are, are even if they're a if they're a notch below Deshaun. You're still coming up because you're you're able to get three or four more quality players on your roster while those guys are on a rookie deal that you won't be able to get while Deshaun is on your roster. So you have you have to weigh all that out. It's not as simple as well. Best quarterback, he's under contract. They're the best team. If that right. if that was the case, they wouldn't be four and twelve. It, it's right. not it's not Bill O'Brien, the coach's fault that this team was four and twelve. Okay, that let's let's just get that let's get that straight. You can really point to the Falcons kind of stunk because well their coach kind of stunk uh, and you like he was costing them games. The Chargers you can say well their coach was costing them games with really awful decision making. The Texans uh, now did their GM cost them lots of games? Absolutely. I mean their coaching wasn't ever awful. You know it, it, it was questionable at times, but it was never awful like those two teams were getting. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean. There, there were a lot of times over his tenure where he lost them games, but you know this year it wasn't it wasn't the coaches that uh, snapped the ball and fumbled it against the Colts. It wasn't the coaches who fumbled the ball against the Colts because he wasn't protecting it. It wasn't the coaches who Kiki QT'd it. Uh, I mean, I mean against the, the Bengals and then Kiki QT fumbling. All of that, you know, that that was on the players, and those are things that you need to fix if you're good. And, and you should have won a couple of those games. And those, I mean, it's real easy to look at it and say, oh, well, look at all these one, one score losses. Man, that's the NFL. And that doesn't mean you could turn it around in a hurry. And I think the big problem is that it, it's the real issue is what's been done to the roster in terms of these bad contracts that have to be, they have to be fixed. And you can't fix all of them. There's nothing you can do about Whitney Merciless, really, unless, unless you can convince somebody to trade for him. But I think, uh, and that's going to be a hard thing for any coach to come in and do because this roster has significant holes. You could fill a bunch of them, and I've, I've said that all along, but, man, the way the way they're doing this search, I don't know if they're going to hire the right GM. And if they don't, then it doesn't matter if you got Deshaun Watson because if you can't come in and fix some of this mess right away, then you're not going to be good for a while. And, and you know, the... The, the thing about the NFL, it's, 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 it is easy to flip things if you know what you're doing. And I just don't, you know, but Watson alone is not going to be enough. And you, I think whoever they hire as GM is going to be a big draw for a coach as well. But, you know, I, I do think 
you know, the the defense is such a mess. Yeah, it's it's easy to give them a pass for that. But you know what? That defense helped get them back in the game yesterday. As as crappy as they they've been all year. I mean, yeah, they gave up five thousand yards to Derrick Henry, but we expected that. But you know, that's that's one thing you've got to solve in the off season is you've got to fix a run defense. You got to figure out a way to run the ball, and I think that can make a big difference in in, in results. But I, I don't know how you do it, AJ. I really don't with, with some of the – just you don't have enough picks to go out and, and fix all that stuff. And I, I've said all along you can use some in free agency, but you're going to have to eat, eat some of these bad contracts to do it. Yeah, it's, it's just – I think that maybe people on the outside don't – and, like, I'm sure Mike Greenberg isn't as dialed into the, the, you know, the bad contracts on this Texans team the way we are here. Uh, I, I think when you're in a, uh, looking at things from a national viewpoint, you, you kind of skim the surface on some things. And you and I have we've dug pretty deep into this thing. Like, what 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 can they do? Who can they cut? Uh, who are they stuck with? And we understand that it's a pretty bleak situation. So while it is nice that you've got this great building block in Deshaun, I it, I don't know how good you know. It, well, I don't know what the ceiling is for this team. I mean, because let's let's face it, Deshaun play. I, how much better can Deshaun play than he did this year? And th- there was times early in the season where he was making a lot of mistakes. Okay, he he fixed a lot of that stuff. I, the last eight games of the season, how much better could he have played? And look what this team still is. So, they, the the problem is the the. The issues go so deep that even a guy who's playing at an elite level, a, a, a very, very, very high level of quarterback, can't not only can't you know get you get you to the Super Bowl, he, he can't even make your team competitive. You're four and twelve. I mean, he can't make you not an embarrassment. That's problematic. That's scary. And I think any coach. Should take a really good look at that and think about that before they uh, before and you know I, I'd love to see a good coach come here, but I, I think that's something that they're going to keep in mind is that look if if Deshaun plays this well, I mean how much has to go right for us to win? I mean you would th- if a guy plays as well as Deshaun did, you would think that's at least an eight and eight season at least. If everything else was going wrong, you got your quarterback at that level go eight and eight. No four and twelve. It was terrible. Yeah, and I loved how Romeo said, well, we lost four close games to the division. If we win those, we win the division again. Uh, it's like, yeah, you didn't win any of them. Don't, <laughs> don't give me the coin flip game when you don't win any of them. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a cultural thing, too, when yeah. you're turning the ball over in, in games like that. Uh, and, but, but if I'm a coach, and I'll play devil's advocate here, I, I might look at the situation and say, yeah, I've got this guy – they were four and twelve. I'm good enough. I'm going to come in there and look at how much better they'll be with me. And you know what? And with my staff. And so I think a lot of guys are going to look at that and say, "Yeah, this is, you know, Bill O'Brien was an idiot. We can make this team way better." Uh, and they may not be right. In fact, most of them won't be right. But I, I do think guys think like that. Nobody, nobody thinks, "Well, that, that's the best they can do with Deshaun Watson. I can't do any better." Yeah, I did a lot of uh, I did a lot of digging on you know because everybody will talk about well, all these one possession games, which by the way, every one of your games in the NFL should be one possession games. 
unless you're the Jags, the Jets, or the Bengals, and then you just don't really have enough good players to to compete, and you don't have a quarterback that, that should let you compete. But if you flipped all the Texans one score games, they would be ten and six. Well, if you flipped all the Chiefs one score games, they'd be seven and nine. Does anybody here think the Chiefs are, are anything close to a seven and nine team? I mean, so in a way, it ends up becoming a ridiculous. The Texans would be ten and six. So would the Falcons, uh, but the Chargers would be ten and six. So you you could say that about pretty much every team. Well, everything would be different if we'd won our close games. Okay, well, you didn't win those games because your culture is a losing culture, and and the way they lost them, by the way. It's not like, you know, the way the Saints lost a playoff game on a bad uh, missed PI call. We're talking about it, you fumbled snaps or you threw bad picks or I mean, the, 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 that's on you. That's you problems. Okay, nobody screwed the Texans out of any of those close losses. They they just lost. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. They did it in spectacular fashion. And guess what? Losing teams do. They, they lose. turn the ball over. They turn the ball over and lose games when it's close. Or they, they, they do exactly – the year – you go back a couple of years ago uh, when they won all those close games, it was like all the stuff that went wrong was going right for them. Like that, the, the Broncos missing the field goal or the, the, the Colts going forward on fourth down in overtime and not getting it. Uh, those are the kind of things that, you know, they went right for you that year. But this year, you should have had a few of those go right because none of them did. But that's that's on you. That's on the players. And I do think a, a new coaching staff could change some of that. But part of that's going to be getting rid of some of these losers that they have, especially on defense. My goodness, that defensive line is awful. All right. Uh, I got to tell you guys about Allstate. Allstate uh, windows and siding. And uh, listen, they came out and they it was such a great process. They came to my house. They said, listen, this is our product. If you don't want them coming to your house, you can do virtual too. But I, I looked at the product. They tell me that, you know, they count up my windows, tell me how much it's going to cost. Uh, then they took 2500 bucks off the top of it for the discount for our listeners, and then I got a military discount. Then I got a cash discount for paying it all up front. Uh, but either way, by the time it's all said and done, they, they, they go around, they measure all my windows, and then they're like, all right, well, we're going to go get these built for you. And they sent off an order, and my windows came a couple weeks later. They came out, and they installed them. Boom, it, just like that. Now I'm saving 40% of my electric bills. The house looks fantastic, looks better from the inside and the outside. Uh, and I'm saving 40% on my electric bills, which is nice now, but it's going to be really nice come summertime. Uh, once again, $2,500 off all window packages for our listeners right now. Check them out online, allstatesidingandwindows.com, or give them a call, 832-204-1936 for Allstate Siding and Windows. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening.
listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you're having a good one. And uh, I uh, a couple of questions and then we'll, we'll put a bow on the text because there's a lot of other stuff to get to from the weekend. Okay, but, okay. Uh, I want to address something off Twitch too, so we'll, we'll do a, a little of that. Okay, uh, Mac on uh, Twi- uh, Twitter asks, would you guys consider br- bringing David Johnson back on a restructured deal as a second back? No. I, I don't not. want anything to do with him. I'm done with him. He, he would be gone today if it were up to me. And I, I think, to me, your offense, as is, if you can go and find any kind of running game, I think you can win games with this offense. The The bigger problem to me is the defense. I mean, I just think there's tons of stuff that has to be done there. Uh, what's your uh, – what's your – Well, people are saying, what, AJ, what are you talking about? No one can win with this defense. No, and that's But that's what I'm saying all along is th- that's what's making making this job less appealing is the fact that you're getting this great quarterback play and your team still sucks. Like, that's what most teams are looking for. Most teams that suck, if they had a, a game-changing quarterback, they wouldn't suck anymore. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's a lot of teams that are just like that. Like, the football team is a great example. If Deshaun Watson played for the football team, the football team would be a Super Bowl contender. I, I firmly believe that. Do you, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. But hundred percent. The problem that's a, that's is a twelve, thirteen win team. With yeah, that. most teams aren't like that, or mo- most teams are like that. If they're not a good team, it's because they don't have great quarterback play. The, the Texans are different because they've got fantastic quarterback play, yet they still stink. Like that, that's a problem. That that because that's there's no there's no one man fix to that problem. You know what I mean? There's no well. We're we're one in fifteen. That's okay. We just drafted Andrew Luck. Now we're a, now we're a contender every year. Like that, that, it doesn't work because you already have that guy, and you still stink. That's that's a tough issue to fix, in my opinion, because there's so many problems with this roster. And this I, people are acting like I'm knocking Deshaun for it. I'm not. Deshaun had a great season, but if you're a coach and you say, "Man, Deshaun had a great season," and they still went four and twelve. That's not all. That's not super appealing to me, and it's the same way I feel about the Falcons. That's why I put those two teams as basically even. Matt Ryan had a good season. Falcons still stink. Why? That that's a tough problem to fix. The Jags, look, they stink. Why? Well, because they had Nick Foles and uh, Gardner Minshew and like Mike Glennon. Mike Glenn. Yeah, was, I mean, just a rotating cast of idiots for the last two years. Blake Bortles. Like it's it's no no secret why the Jags have stunk for years. Well, now that's going to be fixed, presumably. So, I mean, we assume that that's going to become a good job and a better team. The Bears are another example. If the Bears had Deshaun, what what are we talking about? Well, I mean, we're we're talking about a Super Bowl contender, right? Yeah, I mean, they got Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the 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 Texans situation is unique. And it is, it's something that is, I see the appeal of getting to coach Deshaun Watson, but if you get, like, if you coach Deshaun Watson and he does what he did this year, you say, man, I did a really great job with Deshaun. 
and and look what the results are. That's the problem. Well, that's why it, it so comes down to you got to nail the GM hire because we've gone over some names you can go get that are going to be reasonable because you need five, six, seven guys on that defense, and that's that's if you bring back JJ Watt. I mean, you, and I don't I don't think you should. I think you should trade the guy, but you've got to that defense has got to be revamped significantly, and uh, and I think if you do that, then then we'll find out. Okay, what can they be? But uh, I, I'm just I'm concerned that if they bring in Nick freaking Casario, that oh let's let's try to build this the Patriot way, and we know how that doesn't work. But you, you don't need a big name back. Uh, I think they can you can find running backs, and, and I know running backs get mad when we say that, but they're easy to find, and you can find somebody who could be better next year. Uh, and I think the bigger question is, what do you do at receiver? Do you, do you bring Brandon Cooks back at $12 million a year next year? And uh, because, I mean, he played really well for him, wasn't as hurt as we thought he'd be. $12 million seems like about the right number for his production. I don't think you can do that and bring back Will Fuller. I'm not sure you should. but I'm not interested uh, in Will Fuller. I, I, like, do you I, bring I, back Brandon Cooks, though? I, I mean, I think you bring back Brandon Cooks because – you gave up a second round pick for him, and if you if you let him go after, and he's been productive. I mean, he's been since Will Fuller left, he's been more productive. Like he's he's decent. Is he a, a number one wide receiver? No, but that's okay. I, I mean, you can you can go throw. I, I don't know if you want to throw big free agent money at a number one wide receiver right now, or you want to just kind of vamp until uh, until better guys come available, or you're able to draft one, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think Brandon Cooks I probably stick with. Yeah, 81 catches, 1,150 yards, six touchdowns. If I told you that was the production you get out of Brandon Cooks this year, you take that, right? Absolutely. And he missed a couple games, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah so, that's, a, that's a good season. And I, I think that's a – and somebody mentioned if the Texans had a couple picks, they could get Najee Harris, but they don't. Guys, you can get good running backs third, fourth round. Yeah, you don't want to take Najee Harris. No, and that's why you don't mess with stuff like that because you you can find guys there. But receiver-wise, what I did see out of Deshaun is he made a lot of nobodies pretty good this year, and that's that's what you get out of great quarterbacks. I'm not saying that they're better without DeAndre by any stretch or you know that they don't need DeAndre, but he's gone, and it's like, yeah, same thing with Cooks. That draft pick is gone. It's not coming back. And, you know, it's it's like you, it, in a lot of these cases, you bought a lemon. And, you know, the Tunsil deal looks even worse now because, you know, when you made that deal, you didn't expect to be picking third. And, right, where, where you could have gotten uh, Sewell, who looks like a potential cornerstone left tackle. You could have just gotten him and had him on a rookie deal. But, you know, at the time... At the time when you make that deal, you don't think it, it's – there's no way you think you're going to be picking there. And as it turned out, well, guess what? You are. And that's one last bleep you from good old Bill O'Brien. But uh, but there uh, are – and there are going to be guys – like going back to the running back thing, there's going to be running backs available later in the draft that – like Jarrett Patterson, you could probably get in the fourth round or something like that um, – you know the the guys from North Carolina, Michael Carter, Javante Williams. Those are guys who will be available in probably the later rounds. Chuba Hubbard might might even be available in later rounds. Like those, those are guys. And are they going to be 
a Travis Etienne or Najee Harris type guy? Probably not. But are they serviceable running backs that you don't have to spend a high, you know, a high draft pick on? Yeah, that's useful to me. The, 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 the teams that draft running backs with high picks, Fred, those are teams that can afford you know, spinny rims on their car. The, yeah. the Texans aren't that. The Texans need like a new transmission. Uh, you know, they, their steering wheel's broken off. Like they've got a bunch of real issues you got to fix. You know, before you get a candy paint job. Well, I, I think you know, and they've they've invested so much in offense over the last couple of years that you just can't afford to do that. But I do think that they should invest almost all their free agency money on the defense. If that means adios, Will Fuller, then so be it. Yep. And. And I think that there there needs to be some a serious overhaul there because they need to get from I mean they're just awful and they need to get to at least functional. If they can do that, I think you can win with this offense at least at least win seven eight games. But uh, you know what? We'll find out what their win total is, and you'll be able to bet it on my bookie. And boy, I had a really good weekend on my bookie just playing uh, uh, college football, playing the NFL, playing junior hockey. Which uh, semifinals today over in the Canada game? And if you uh, sign up today, you can get a halfway deposit match up to one thousand dollars. And uh, they've got all kinds of cool stuff going on there. Matter of fact, the uh, super contest just finished. I cashed in that. They have all kinds of stuff like that. They have contests. They have giveaways. They have. Uh, they've got uh, bonuses. So, so if you're already signed up, just keep an eye on the site because they're going to give you all kinds of opportunities. And if you're not, Go to mybookie.ag, promo code radio, and get that halfway deposit match up to $1,000. And uh, this is a time to get into it, man. you got the big game coming. NFL playoffs. We'll, we'll get into all the, the matchups. There's, there's some great betting opportunities. It's all on mybookie. Mybookie.ag, promo code radio. Sign up today. Get a halfway deposit match up to 1000 Mybookie.ag, promo code radio. In my bag, but told me don't take my foot off the gas. They give you an inch, gonna take you a mile. I'm gonna shoot by myself like. You're listening to ESPN 97.5.